Alright, so we have another Elite Heat Extra video. We got quite a bit of these coming up, but we're going to have some fun with this one. We're going to put to rest this Kenny Omega-Roman Reigns debate. This is the last time that we're going to discuss this. You elitists have already made a video about this on your own channel, but we're coming at it with this one with a different take, a different perspective than what you did. We're not really going to decisively say which one is better. We're just going to look at this because the fact of the matter is Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns, whether we like it or not, they're the two faces of pro wrestling right now. Kenny Omega is the top guy in AEW. Roman Reigns is, is the top guy in WWE. They're both the champions. And we're really here to see, like, who is the more credible champion? Who's the true top champion in wrestling? Because, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's not Karrion Cross. no disrespect to him. And it's not Bobby Lashley, no disrespect to him. But it really is a debate between Roman and Kenny. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Cross and Lashley there. I mean, for God's sakes, Kevin, Karrion Cross is literally the champion of the Indie Wrestling Federation. I mean, my <laughs> God, like, we're not Karrion yeah, Cross. You steal my gimmick there, bro? I mean, you brought it up before. Right? It's just too good. So, yeah, the Indie Wrestling Federation, that's NXT in case you haven't caught on. But um, no, nonetheless, nonetheless, Cross and Lashley are great at their own separate things. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns and the belt collector Kenny Omega. We're going to talk about... More so legacies, what they've done. We'll pick some holes in some certain things. We're going to go through it. It's going to be a good little discussion because, I mean, you mentioned the video I made on it, Kevin. My one was essentially, let's compare Reigns and Omega on the mic. Reigns wins. That's 1-0. That, that was my video. This one, it's completely different. We're going to settle the case once and for all. We're going to end the debate. Reigns or Omega. Kevin, let's kick us off. Let's do it. Yeah, at the end, we'll leave it up to you. We're just going to, you know, we're going to just have a general discussion here. Not Nothing too crazy. We're not going to get a hostile. I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe, you know, the elitists. Will, I know you're a super Kenny Omega fanboy, so you might start screaming at me yeah. when I say some things about him you don't like. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, I've, got my, I've got my Kenny Omega block doll, pal. I, uh, <laughs> I thumb that every night. But yeah, nonetheless, let's oh move. Let's God. move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I was not expecting that. Okay. To, uh, moving on, so I guess it just seems apropos to kick this off by talking uh, about Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns, let's look at some of the things that you have in Roman Reigns' favor. Number one, he's the top dog of the biggest company in the wrestling world, right? Like, he's the, the top dog of the Disney of WWE. You could make the right. case, like, would Kenny Omega ever get to that status if he went to WWE? Like, let's just say you pluck Kenny Omega right now. You pluck him from AEW, drop him into WWE. I would say his ceiling is probably AJ Styles. I would say that's his ceiling. Maybe he could be a little bit better. Maybe he could get to, like, Kurt Angle level, someone like that. But I just don't see Kenny Omega reaching, like, Rock or Austin or, like, Cena status. Well, what about you? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting comparison you make. I, I think when it comes to mentioning Reigns as, like, the top guy in the Disney of, you know, wrestling... It's a good point. I think if you put Omega in that spot where Reigns is right now, especially mainly the past year of Reigns particularly, I think does Omega do better, do worse? How does business go if Omega is the number one guy on the number one show in the number one wrestling company in the world? Does Omega do better than Reigns is as the tribal chief? I don't really think so. Now, obviously, that's a bit of a hypothetical one. When it comes to Omega, if he was in the Disney of wrestling, WWE, where his spot is, I think Styles is a perfect way of putting it because Styles and Omega are not one and the same. Obviously, there's definite, definite differences there. 
but like Omega and Styles, both well well traveled in the wrestling, you know, legacies, great, you know, legacies in Japan. They've got plenty of similarities in that regard. Neither are the greatest promo by any means. Neither are the the greatest or most over the top sports entertainer. Neither have the most over the top character. But as far as the in the ring bell to bell side of things, both are extreme, like extremely good. So. Kevin, that's my take on it. It's it's a tricky one. Tricky. Absolutely. Now, now to focus in on Roman because this this uh, this section is about Roman. He's the top guy of WWE, and people act like generally they act like Roman's been the top guy since he returned in August of 2020. The reality and the fact of the matter here is Roman Reigns has been the top guy in WWE since I would say 2015, up at like when he won the Royal Rumble, had this feud with Brock. You know, because Cena, yeah, Cena's the biggest star at the time. Everyone knew Cena, but Cena was wrestling Rusev. He was wrestling Cesaro. He's wrestling guys like Dean Ambrose in the mid card of Raw and pay-per-views. Roman Reigns has been main eventing almost every pay-per-view that he's been a hold of. He main evented, what, four WrestleManias, five WrestleManias, whatever the number is. But it didn't feel like he was a top guy. People didn't acknowledge him as the top guy until he returned in August 2020. Hence the, the catchphrase, acknowledge me. Is that right. like? Yeah. Do Do you see that? Like, do you feel people disrespected Roman Reigns' status as a top guy? Oh, it's such a that's a tough one. I, I think the point about Reigns not feeling like the top guy is just bang on the money because Cena was the top guy objectively from 05 through twenty fourteen objectively, right? And then after that, like after WrestleMania thirty for the re- remainder of the year of twenty fourteen, it got a bit kind of bit murky with it and then 2015 WWE clearly make reigns like the guy he's the big dog he's the guy who's the supposed new face of the company but there was never that investment there it just didn't quite click with that dynamic so yes reigns has technically been the top guy now six years really outside of the the break during 2020 but six straight years reigns is the top guy even though it only, it only really feels like one because from 2015 through literally beginning of 2020, I mean, look what happened to ratings. You know, like 5 million down to 1.7. Like, yeah. I don't think that's a good look on Roman, objectively. No, it's but. not. It's not. And people, people are really are acknowledging that he's, he's becoming an all-time great. But right now, if I ask you, tell me your top 25 wrestlers of all time, any promotion, any criteria. Is Roman Reigns going to even make your top 25? Is he going to make your honorable mention? Is he going to make your top 15? Like, where would you stick him in that in that discussion of just top 25, all time, no promotion, any promotion, no any criteria, no limits? Well, Kevin, I'll, I'll throw this back to you in a moment, but here's how I say it. So, as far as stuff that's been objectively loved, which is, this is the kind of thing which, you know, kind of, if you have a lot of things that are objectively remembered fondly by a lot of people, you're top 10. Reigns has about what, eight to 10 months of this tribal chief run. So he has a, not even a year of a really good like run. And he has his stuff at the shield. And that's because he has and, like... And even people are poking holes at the tribal chief stuff. They're like a little bit tired yeah. of it. Yes, the word stale's been thrown around. I've heard that one. So even then the tribal chief thing... As great as it's been, as much as I've personally loved it, objectively speaking, there's definite holes there. And then I guess he has, what, four or five WrestleMania main events as, like, the, the big dog? But how many of them really connected? How many of them really clicked in a positive sense? 
Well, let, let, let's look at them for a second. So you have what well, he made evented 31, 32, 33, 34, and 36. Uh, not 36, and 37. So yes. 31, that was Seth Rollins' moment, one of the greatest moments of all time, the cash-in. Uh, 32, it was just like, okay, can we just get the match over with Roman? Give Roman the title. Cool. Okay. 33, it would have been big if Undertaker actually stayed retired, but Undertaker came back and kind of devalued that whole main event. 34, it was literally just Brock beating up Roman, a, a uninvested, uninterested Brock Lesnar who was just there to get a paycheck, beating up Roman for like seven minutes and then Roman crying, holding his wife's hand. And then 37 is probably the one that people are going to remember as Roman's night, I would say. Yeah. Well, like, I, I look at them, 31 was supposed to be 32 in the sense that was supposed to be the coronation of Roman. Roman was supposed to be the one to beat Brock and have that big moment. But because of the backlash from the 2015 Rumble, WWE made the panic knee-jerk reaction, oh, we'll, just, no, we'll give it to Seth, we don't want 75,000 people booing to close WrestleMania. So they do that, which was an awesome moment. Reigns, Lesnar at 31 was amazing. 32, a dud. 33, Undertaker was in no shape to compete. So that, that one's not really on Reigns. But the whole premise of Reigns is the second guy to beat Taker at Mania. Interesting, especially when the fans weren't behind Reigns really at all at that point. And then 34, you described it perfectly there. And then I mean, 37 is all we can, all we can remember. So when it comes to Reigns, as a WrestleMania main eventer, at the show of shows, the thing we're going to all remember all time 37 we're going to remember really positively and 31 he played a role in that that's really right. it that's where we're at and right. then to, to tie this back and go with the top 25 question uh, i'll say this about it if i'm making a top 25 wrestlers of all time list i don't really think roman is even in consideration to be on the list like i would consider him as like an honorable mention maybe like a top 30 35 but he's not cracking my top 25 you know he just not yet and that kind of hurts his legacy because he's given, he's main evented more WrestleManias than like some of the all time greats. Like he's main evented more WrestleManias than Stone Cold did. You know, I think I, I could be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure he's main evented one more than Stone Cold. He's main evented. Well, real quick, let's, let's just fact check that real quick. Austin did 14, 15, 17, and that was it. Roman's done 31, done 32, 33, 34, 37. So two more than Austin. Right. Um, he's main evented more than Austin. He's main evented more than Brock. He's main evented more than Cena. So he's given all these accolades. But what is there to show for? What What is there to sink your teeth in when it comes to Roman Reigns? Like when I tell you Roman Reigns, what do you think of? You know, like, I don't know. It's just it. I It's some, for someone with all the accolades. He should be a shoe in for, as like a top 15 guy. But he just he's not even close to that level yet. Right. Which. Yeah, it's, it's interesting when you put it that way because, like, when you look at objectively his career, it's literally it's a it's a it's a good heel run for almost a year that people even now are calling stale and doesn't really have that many good opponents that you can really sink your teeth into enjoying. And he was good in the Shield as the guy who wouldn't speak, and then he'd he'd be the you know the power bomb guy. Like, and is that top twenty five all time to bring this back? It's not. Maybe give it two or three years of reigns as the tribal chief on SmackDown, having feuds with guys like Cena, Edge, a Rock feud, a feud with Brock over Paul Heyman, a, a Jeff Hardy feud. The, then, Kevin, we'd be talking about a top 25 guy, I feel like. But for the moment, I, I cannot say top 25. Like, I can probably name 25 better than Reigns all-time easily 
honestly so yeah i guess like even guys that are known notoriously as like upper mid carters like like an edge or a kurt angle who they had runs on the main event but they're not going to be remembered as the top guys like a cena batista or hulk you know even guys like like then like edge orton kurt angle e- even i would look at a guy like randy orton and still be like yeah he's better than rain than reigns you know like you, you you're valuing a guy who w- was built up and their place in the company was an upper mid-card type guy. You mentioned Angle, Edge, etc. You value guys like that who took the opportunities well and were successful in that more than someone who had spent literally getting towards a decade of being pushed as the top guy in the company, but it just didn't click. You know? Like, right. It's like, it's like if yeah. uh, WWE, they plucked Kurt Angle from the Olympics and in 1999, they were just like, all right, bro. You're going to come in, you're going to wrestle Benoit for a year. And then starting in 2001, you're going to main event the next four WrestleManias because we said so. Like, that's kind of what they did with Roman. And it's not like they needed to. Like, did they really need to have Roman main event four straight WrestleManias? Not necessarily, you know? Like, they could have done Cena and Undertaker at WrestleMania 33 instead of Roman. I literally, I mean, not to self-promote, but I literally gave a a brilliant demonstration i'd like to say of what they could have done it, yeah. in with the what if sam punk never left thing roman could have main evented maybe a mania maybe two and he could have been like a silent assassin like a batista type character who's just cool but instead they made him the the underdog baby face oh reigns has to go one versus all against th- 29 other people in the royal rumble oh my god reigns has to overcome the authority and they push him as though he's like a five foot five midget. And it's like, this is Roman Reigns. Why are they trying to do this? Like, this doesn't work. So, like, I think the way they pushed Reigns didn't really work. And how that links back to the rest of this video, Reigns is going to be remembered, I guess, mainly for this tribal chief stuff. And all the stuff, that there's like four years without pushing him down your throats as like the guy. It's, it's almost a stain on his legacy in a way. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, then like, but we could talk about his legacy as long as we, you know, we can make this whole video about Roman Reigns' legacy. But to pivot, no, we'll save that for our we'll save that for our late hate bio sometime uh, down the line. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Going, going. So to pivot uh, before we get to Kenny Omega, we have to talk about just another aspect of Roman, and that's like his in ring ability because that's I mean that's just, it's really important. And is he a guy that's going to be remembered? Like he he did get the you can't wrestle stuff at first. But then it just kind of wore off. It was just like, all right, this dude is, it's just a carbon copy of Cena at this point. Like, you, we got to find another reason to hate him. Like, that's kind of what happened with it. D- do you think Roman's going to be remembered as, like, a legendary in-ring performer? Well, h- how is Cena remembered as an in-ring performer? Because I genuinely feel like Reigns is going to be remembered the same way. Because I think both of those guys are near enough smack bang on par in the ring. Cena, when he was, like, the top guy for all those years would have pretty similar, like, good matches. Like, when I, when I think Reigns, I don't think, oh, my God, think of all those god-awful matches he's had. He's not like a Braun Strowman or someone like that in the ring. But when it comes to Reigns, it's like, okay, there's a, bunch of, there's a bunch of good there. And nowadays, he's showing that he can be great in the ring. Nowadays, every match he's having, seemingly, is, to use the, the star system, four and a half plus stars, which is... is Subjective, obviously, but generally speaking, Kevin, every match he's having nowadays is really good consistently. So that definitely helps him. That helps his legacy in the ring. That to Reigns is like Cena's 2015 stuff, where he's proving he can wrestle the great matches. So to answer the question, I think 
he's going to be remembered as a good in-ring wrestler. Obviously, he's not going to be remembered as like a Daniel Bryan or a, a Dolph Ziggler or a Nigel McGuinness, but he's just not going to be remembered as like a bad worker. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I think when you look back at Roman and you look at him as in-ring, he's going to be looked at as like a guy that I think people will think people will always look at it and they'll give Cena more credit. Like in five years, people are going to be debating, oh, who's who's better, Cena Reigns? Who is the better wrestler? Who is the better mic talker? Whatever. It's going to be debated. I think Reigns will be remembered kind of weirdly in the ring. Like some people look at him and be like, oh, he brought storytelling back to wrestling. And then the other people look at him and just be like, yeah, he he was terrible in the ring. I hated all his matches. They were all the same. I hated them all. There's going to be no real middle ground, I don't think. Like, I don't think we're going to get to the point when Roman retires or he goes off to Hollywood. I don't think we're going to get to the point where people are, like, missing Roman the way they miss Cena. You know, like, Roman, he just, he doesn't hit the same as as Cena would. And that's the best comp that we have to him. Because there really is, like, nobody else like Roman. Because you look at all the guys, you go way back into the vault. You're looking at, like, the mid-80s. You've got, like, Ultimate Warrior. Nobody remembers Ultimate Warrior as a great in-ring technician. Everybody remembers the face paint, the comic book character. You look back at, like, you know, you look back at, like, a Scott Hall. Nobody remembers Scott Hall as a great in-ring worker. Scott Hall is probably mostly remembered for the stuff he did backstage. You know, his backstage antics. So, and it's part of the NWO. So, I don't really know how Roman's going to be looked at as an in-ring performer. I think it's just going to be dismissed, his in-ring career, as good as it may be right now. I just think people are going to be like, yeah, he was no Kurt Angle. He was no Daniel Bryan. He was no AJ Styles. He was no Kenny Omega. I think that's just going to be it. People are just going to dismiss him. Yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. One point I want to also make really quickly about just like the, the like the Reigns push. Because, I mean, we talked about, yeah, Cena has this long run. And then after that, what was there? And in Cena's case, they tried with Reigns. We explained that a moment ago. I'll make a comparison to back 30 years ago. Hogan was the top guy for like nine, 10 years. And then once the Hogan stuff kind of started to fade, they pushed a guy named Lex Luger. And it was a similar type of thing of I'm the, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy, I'm going to be the franchise of the promotion. But like the Luger thing, they WWE realized wasn't really working within like under a year. And they kind of fizzled that out. They're not saying that Roman Reigns or Joe Anawai is Lex Luger, because obviously Reigns is just better all around as a wrestler. But I think as far as how they pushed, there's some kind of basis there. It's like Hogan, Luger, Cena, Reigns. Like, that's I don't kinda, know, but nonetheless. That's kind of yeah. what Roman would be. Like, I mean, that's kind of what Lex, Lex Luger would have been Roman Reigns before Roman Reigns. If WWE was just like, yeah, you're going to main event the next three WrestleManias, Lex. You know, but yeah. yeah. you're going to main event WrestleMania 10 and beat Yoko. You're going to main event 11 and beat Bam Bam Bigelow. You're going to main event WrestleMania 12. Like, that's what it would have been. Right. Like, and people would hate Lex Luger. He'd be remembered differently. But yeah, moving on. Uh, yep. Next up, Kenny Omega. When, now, when you look at Kenny Omega, he's the top guy, kind of like, he's kind of like what AJ Styles was five years ago before he came to WWE, just the top guy outside of WWE that never really had a run in WWE. That's kind of what Kenny Omega is now, and he's got this like this stellar fan base that loves him. He's a dirt sheet icon, you know, he's got all these, what, seven star matches, six and a half star matches, whatever you want to call them. But then it's yep. like you could poke obvious holes in Kenny Omega's game and say, oh, he's not mainstream. Nobody knows who he is. He's not this. He's not that. You can. It's easy to say what he's not. But to like, what is Kenny Omega? Can you describe what is Kenny Omega? Like what he's good at and what he excels at? Can you put it into words? 
great in-ring guy who has a, a weird sense of humor and isn't the most naturally charismatic. That's about as objective as I can sum it up. Kevin, like you, you talked about him being like kind of like a Styles five years ago. Because what they're going for at the moment isn't Styles five years ago. What they're going for at the moment is Kurt Angle 2007 in right. TNA. That, that's what they're going. They're, they're going for this whole thing where Kenny Omega is holding, God knows, in a couple of months, maybe like five to six different like world titles or like big title belts. Which it's like, okay, you're trying to make him, I mean, Kurt, Kurt Angle in 07, like Kurt Angle was like the, the, the best wrestler in the world at that time. Because WWE, what was WWE when Angle was doing that? It was, I guess, Cena was holding the title like a year straight. And it was like Randy Orton standing there saying, hello, John. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's a tough one. Like Omega, you asked the question there, what, what is he? I mean, good in-ring guy who has history with the elite or something. It really, when it comes to Omega, it comes down to how much stock and how much value you put into the elite, essentially. Right. That's, like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty well said. And I, I would pose the X factor with Kenny Omega too, is that he's oddly famous for an independent wrestler. Like I, I could go out in public and I could probably find people that know who Kenny Omega is, you know? I couldn't, I couldn't. It's like, well, at least where you're at, especially because I mean, you're, you're from Florida, so it's probably better off. But internationally, at least where I'm at, like, I'd show 500 people Kenny Omega, maybe one would say, Oh, that, oh, that's Kenny Omega. But that, once again, that's a bit more geographical. But like, I don't know. He, I've, he's, I showed, he's oddly yeah. famous for an international wrestling, for not an international, for a North American independent wrestling star. He's oddly famous. There's really been no other Kenny Omega. Like, yeah, we we mentioned AJ Styles, but AJ Styles was on live television on TNA for like ten years. People knew Kenny Omega before AEW. What? You know? Sorry, but what is Kenny Omega famous for? Would you say? I, I think I think people just right like people just know him. You know, like because there's like because New Japan has an odd fan base in North America. In some geographics, because it you know it does go hand in hand with like anime in a lot of respects. So he's and video games. He's probably so people know him for that for his Street Fighter stuff. So he's he's oddly famous. Like there really is no other comparison for him as an indie wrestler. You can't really compare him to anyone else. You can't compare him to like you know Kevin Steen from like 2013. Nobody would would know who Kevin's who Kevin Owens is before he went to before he got called up to Raw. Nobody knew who he was in NXT. But people still, you know, you get what I'm trying to say. Like people still know Kenny yeah. Omega. It's it's odd. I really can't put a finger on it. Like he's just, he's not super. I'm not saying he's super famous. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, essentially, w- without the WWE backing and machine and platform, he's still carved out a name for himself. That's essentially what we're saying, and you're going for there, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't expect going into Walmart and like somebody seeing that I'm wearing a wrestling shirt and coming up to me and being like, are you going to watch that AEW match? You're going to watch that Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho match. Like that's not an interaction I would be expecting to have. And I've had, I've had something similar to that happen to me where I, where somebody asked me about this, about this Kenny Omega match, you know, cause they were just being friendly or whatnot. And it was like, I wasn't expecting it. I was like, wow, Kenny Omega is kind of famous, you know? And like, I've met people that work that I work with that love, that love Kenny Omega and I don't think there's another indie guy that, that has that kind of following. 
So he's done something like he's built this brand for himself where I would say he's almost larger than AEW and he's not capitalizing on it. Like imagine if in 2019 AEW started and, and it was the Kenny Omega show when he came in off, you know, of having five star matches with Jericho, six, seven star matches with Okada. And then it was just like, all right, we're going to have Kenny Omega come in and he's going to wrestle all these guys and have phenomenal matches. He's going to be the best bout machine. But instead, he changed up his character. He changed up his entire presentation. And I don't know what he went for in the first year, year and like three months, four months of existence in AEW. You know know what I mean? Well, I think while the thought's fresh in my head, I think one of the things with Omega in AEW, and you mentioned capitalizing upon that name he has and that reputation, how AEW went about it, it with retrospect was pretty off the mark. Like people went into AW thinking, Oh my God, Omega's an EVP. Omega's going to be the star of the show. We're going to get Omega best bout machine classics in the U S in 2019, 2020. That's what people expected. But instead, AW went down the rabbit hole of, okay, we're going to do what's probably better off, I guess, for more of a mainstream audience and try and do stories and Jericho Cody and what have you. And then eventually two years after AW has been in existence, now they're finally making it like the Omega Best Bout Machine show, even though he's not really having that many like best bouts. Like he's having good matches, but it's not like, oh my God, a 45 minute classic. So how they're capitalizing upon his star power, I, I don't think it's been being done as well as they could possibly do, right? Yeah, I think like, that's pretty fair to say. And is it a Kenny Omega thing? Is it just Kenny Omega to an American audience just doesn't work? There's all I've heard that case, and I mean, is that a thing? I don't know. What What do you think about that? Where, where do you stand on that side? Uh, I mean, as far as like, does what Omega does what Omega brings to the table does that click with an American audience? Like, 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 is like, he better off just as a New Japan? Was he better off staying in New Japan Pro Wrestling and just having well, great matches? I think, I think it all goes back to that question you initially asked of like, describe like, what is Kenny Omega describing? And the best, you know, the only way I can really describe him, he's a great wrestler. That's and and that right there, that great wrestler fits like it fits like a glove with New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's what made Omega in seventeen, but mainly eighteen especially, and then you know, not really nineteen, but like seventeen and eighteen. That's what made Omega. That's what made his star skyrocket because he was in the perfect situation. But now when you're on mainstream North American TV and you're, you're role is to do character work be involved in segments cut you know english speaking promos entertain an english speaking audience and try and be an entertainer and a larger than life figure i think there's definitely there's clear gaps with that it, it gets like and so that to wind that back to the initial question you asked kevin do i think he's really made for american pro wrestling like i think kenny omega is everything he is is the perfect new japan pro wrestler and that's what he was in 2018. But now it's like, oh, um, he's a pretty good, he's good in mainstream North America, but I don't think he's that, you know, that, you know, like, what do right. you think? I get what you mean. Yeah. Like he's had, you know, he's had great matches in AEW. He's had real good sub matches with like Ray Phoenix and uh, Hangman Page, so on and so forth. He's had good matches, Pac especially. But he hasn't had that great match, that match that feels must-see. It feels iconic. He hasn't really had that since he left New Japan. And I don't know what to blame. Because, like, the, the New Japan character that we saw of Kenny Omega, it was him cutting these, like, 
real out of left field, almost Bray Wyatt like promos. Not not nearly that level, but cut from the same cloth. You get what I'm saying? And that now what we see in AEW is him in sunglasses looking like Brian Pillman hanging out with the Good Brothers and and the Young Bucks. There's no nothing unique about him at this point. He's just a guy trying to be a sports entertainer, trying to find himself in a new situation. That's kind of where I would put him. Yeah. And that's, then, a, that's a great way of putting it. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, finish your thought, finish your thought. And then the question becomes, can Kenny Omega get to that status? Like, can he carry AEW in, from a mainstream perspective? Can he be AEW's Goldberg? The, like what Goldberg was to WCW? That's, I guess that's real. the real question. And the verdict and the jury is still out on that, I would say. Yeah, but at the same time, to as like a follow up question to that, how you know what like what what do you think Kenny Omega would have to do? Is it a character change thing? Is it a presentation thing? Is it does he have to beat different people? Like he's already had the stuff of Jericho and Moxley and you know all the, the biggest stars like WWE name stars. In AEW, Omega's had matches with them. Like, like, what do you think he'd have to do to take that next step? Would you say? I, I think one thing that would help would be getting Okada over to America and and doing Okada Omega Five on an AEW pay per view. That would that would help the case a lot. That would kind of show people like, all right, this is the Kenny Omega, this is the guy. But then that relies heavily on his New Japan legacy at the same time. So yeah. I don't know where you go. Like, I don't know how he gets there. I, I don't think, I, I think it's a combination of things. Like, I just, I don't think it's a Kenny Omega specific problem. Like, who's yeah. he going to face? Like you said, he's beaten everyone in AEW. Who is he going to face? Who's that guy that's going to push him to the next level? Because he's not a Goldberg. He's, he's not a guy that looks like, doesn't look like everyone else. So, I don't well, know. Also, I think one thing you mentioned, it's kind of like almost an inherent, like, ceiling. When you're not in the WWE and you don't have that WWE brand name, it takes a lot. And I mean, WCW, you mentioned, you mentioned like Goldberg there, like more like younger listeners won't really understand. They're like, oh, I hate Goldberg. He buried my favorite Kevin Owens. But back in the day, when you got Goldberg spearing Hulk Hogan in front of 45,000 people in the Georgia Dome winning a world title, it's massive. It, it's like a mainstream moment. Goldberg's on the front of TV guides, magazines. It's a big deal. But especially nowadays when wrestling's more niche and Omega's in a company that's much less known than WWE, it, it's tough. Like what we're talking about here, he can go one of two ways. You mentioned bringing Okada in. That's going down one rabbit hole of relying upon New Japan stuff and hoping that doing the New Japan stuff on an American like show and in a North American setting would help click with American fans and get him over. Or he just, I don't know, develops his character more fine tunes out this corny bad humor of like 69ing Don Callis and reading books to children at a preschool with Michael Nakazawa and stuff like that. You go down one or two avenues, I think. That's what I think, Kevin. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we can close this conversation here. Um, yeah. yeah you, you take this conversation how you will. You can take it as us burying Kenny Omega, as us praising Roman Reigns, whatever, however you want to take it. I'm fine with it either way. As long as you guys enjoyed. That's all that matters. I, I don't think this was a, a burial or a praise 
of one and not the other. Like I think Reigns and Omega, to put it objectively, but there's a lot of holes in, especially the with Reigns. There's a lot of holes in his like legacy when you really look at it. That's why we put under a microscope in this video. With Omega, there's not much, not more so holes in his legacy, but holes with his like what he's doing right now. You know, so. Like, Omega's got a supposedly like, great legacy and a great history in Japan, but right now there's, like, a bunch of question marks. Reigns right now, everyone's praising it, and it's just consensus really good, and there's a bunch of question marks naturally from his, like, past. So it balances itself out. It's, it's such an interesting comparison. I'd say to close the case, do with this what you will, as you say, Kevin. Personally speaking, I, I, stand, I, I stand with Roman Reigns, damn it, pal, but comparing the two, it's always tough. It really is. Yeah, it's a tough comparison. It's really one that you can't win. Because if you're looking at this like just, oh, straight up in-ring, who's the better wrestler? I mean, you could argue Kenny Omega is. He probably is the better technician. You know, he is the he better can execute, technician. He can execute moves better than Roman can. But it, that comes down to how much value you put in that. So it's, you know. Like, yeah, because like, what else are we arguing here? That's really the only argument that you can make between the two. If you're having like a real debate, because you can't debate promo skills, like nobody with a mind, with a, like in their right mind, is going to be like, oh, Kenny Omega's a better promo. And you can't debate star power. You can't debate merchandise sales. You can't debate any of that stuff because Roman has the backing of the E, pal. So the really the only real thing that you can debate between the two is the in-ring work. That's like, that's pretty much it. And it's not a real sport, so... It's not, it's not as like black and white as saying, oh, who's better, LeBron or Carmelo Anthony? It's, it's, it's just, it doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah, it's just, they're very different. To one audience, Omega is like everything they adore. Like he's the great in-ring guy who does, he doesn't focus on that corny, cringe entertainment stuff, but he's just, he's the, the in-ring worker who we love. And yet to another audience, because of that, Omega sucks and he can't do anything outside of the ring, he's useless and et cetera. So these two respectively personify everything about your smarks versus anti-smarks, your pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. It's it's a fascinating comparison. Hopefully this video helped with, I don't know, making you think about the legacies and all this kind of stuff. Kevin, any closing words? Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, we'll, we'll talk to you guys on the next video.